Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm here at my mum's with baby on bosom and Jessie, I don't think him. we want to know the graphics. He's thinking, why is my mother moving her hand and shaking me about? It's a milkshake going on here. Oh, <laughs> Darling, I can't believe that we've had to add another date in London at the London Palladium. Oh, come on, Mum. You know, the people are getting what they want and there is high demand for Lenny Ware. Oh, stop it, Jessie. All I want is to come out on that revolving stage where Bruce Forsyth oh, used to circulate luck, with the Tiller girls when I used to watch it when I was young. Do you think they've still got the revolving stage, Jesse? No, I don't think so. But I will say that it was hysterical. When I did Jonathan Ross last week, Mum came to watch with my auntie and I don't know if it was more because I was singing with Kylie Minogue or because Paul Hollywood was a guest, but she was there. And the cameras went on mum because they knew mum was there. And someone actually squealed in the audience, Lenny! Oh my and I gosh. Thought, wow, get used to it, lady, because this is what's going to happen on tour. You may get panties thrown at you, mum. Jock straps. <laughs> anyway, yes, yeah, so we're going on tour. Thank you to everyone who has bought tickets already. And that's a lot of you, seeing as we're doing a second night at the Palladium. Thank you so much. I can't wait. Now we better start booking the guests, mum. I can't wait either, darling. Who do you want for the guests? Well, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> I don't know, in these times of COVID and the fact that she's Barbara Streisand, whether she would do the live shows, I'm not sure. Okay, I don't show bias about anyone from Man United. Maybe we could get them from Manchester. All the England football team. Okay. Anyone from that. Fine. I'm slightly in love with Jamie Dimitri, so I wouldn't mind having him. Yeah. Stathlet's flats. I'm very excited about today's guest, Jess. Pray do tell. Why? Rasta Mouse. I don't know if he would like to be known as just. There's many more accolades that we can oh, give this top person. Top of the Pops. Yeah. Rasta Mouse. Yeah. Fantastic documentaries. Radio One, Disney Radio Club, One. and Rasta Mouse. Well, and also now a feature film director, writer extraordinaire, well, and just a nice bloke. Can't wait to see this film. Yeah, we have Reggie Yates, who is on the podcast he also has his own podcast but um he's coming for breakfast and i'm very excited we've been chatting about him being on for ages but i feel like this is a perfect time to speak to him about the film about his very very illustrious career so because i nearly have a kitchen so we can start doing that however who knows what the acoustics will be like because it's a lot of glass al so uh oh, we might have to put problemo. mushrooms up like the albert hall oh my god <laughs> 
Can you imagine little sound things? We're going to have to work something out. We'll have to do it here. No. Anyway, I can't... What do you mean, no? We're not... Okay, you do I the cooking. I can't wait to cook. I can't wait to cook Good again. Dolly. I'm sick to death. I have to say... What? The best bloody investment I ever bought was that Sage mini oven. It's sorted me out for the two, two years. I know, it's been ridiculous. Anyway, anyway, I'm nearly going to be able to cook, so that means no more coming here, no more you getting angry with me. How, how, when have I last been angry? Alice Except, and I are looking at each other right now. Darling, it's because you're untidy and you never help. Okay, let's not get into this right now as we look at my peloton that I need to get back to my house. Yeah, right in front of me. All right. So, what's on the menu today? Well, you've told me what to make, Jessie. It's just that you weren't here to make it. So Sorry. I've made braised leeks with zatar and eggs, um, which is an Otto Lenghi recipe. It's in the simple recipe. In the simple book. In the book. Cookbook. It's and, got a new book, book And actually, out, it was pretty simple. For Otto Lenghi, it was pretty simple. I decided I'm going to adopt a new way of cooking. Oh, yeah. I got everything out and had it all prepared. Like before, you were in, like, uh, like this was, morning? Yeah, and had it all prepared and then put it all in. I always like those cook. I mean, that's always the thing about when you're watching this morning or you're watching Sunday brunch, all those little bits where they have it's like... Blue Peter all measured out. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Really excited to have this gent over, and he really is a gent. Reggie Yates coming up on Table Manners. So we finally have Reggie Yates... In Mum's kitchen, we're recording. So oh, well, I was like, whoa, that was Oh, slick. yeah, sorry. Amazing. I didn't, didn't even know we were well, you going. Probably, you've got things to do. Yeah, we've, all, you know, we've got things to eat. You've got chat, things to chat about. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for doing this. I'm sorry that it wasn't nearer to where we, we, we both reside. We're, we're kind of neighbours. Yeah. We're like, uh, we're not that far from each other. But um, yeah, I, I'm a bit disappointed that I had to come along with But I'm really I'm happy so that I'm sorry. here. Sorry. No, it's fine. Listen, mine would be a bomb site, but it is a bomb um, site. But yeah, how's your like community spirit in your area? It's insane. Like, um, there was a street party on my road last week. Like, bunting was up the oh, whole nice. show. Yeah, it's proper like community and a mutual friend of ours, Stephen. Yeah, uh, pro green. Pro green. Like, he lives about ten doors away from me, so. It's just really nice. Like, I'll get a knock on the door in the morning and he'll be like, you all right, Reg? And he'll sometimes drop pizzas around when he's oh, coming back from his sweet. restaurant. And it's just really nice. Like, I'll pop in his and see the baby. I got it's... a little delivery boy. Um, I got a pizza delivery once and it was just so sweet. You get, like, big, tall, gorgeous Stephen turning up to, like, give you a... And explaining the ingredients. Yeah. It, was, it was kind of unlike any pizza hut delivery I've ever had, it's to be fair. really nice. And um, my friend P, who has, like, an amazing... A business called Trap Fruits. He lives just oh, around I've the corner. Oh, I've heard about Trap Fruits. Trap is amazing. You should get one actually. Is it? Is it in our area then? Yeah, that's oh, where he's based. He's a broccoli boy. What yeah. is it? It's, it's a fruit and veg delivery service, but it's. Uh, it's uh, I mean, what's tropical their... fruits? So you get tropical like, fruit, custard fruits. apples in there, oh, like yeah. regal, yeah. fresh papaya. That's their USP. It's amazing, yeah. And uh, it's a okay. mate of mine that does it. It's pretty special. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, he's around the corner. So like, I was just walking to the sweet shop the other day and he was having a run and I was like, go on, Pete, keep I, going. I want to know what you're getting in the sweet shop. Because, <laughs> <laughs> Reggie, I know your body is your temple. So <laughs> what? pick a mix. Yes and no, but what? I've got like a terrible sweet tooth. Have like, you? I'm really, really bad. So I'm getting better at it now. Like one of my biggest cheats has been this like flavoured sparkling water. So I drink this sparkling oh, fuck water. Fuck off, Reggie. That is a <laughs> you, you really pushing you, the I thought you were going to say, like, 
crumble mania, no, which but, is what I was ordering on fucking that, Uber Eats during is, the World Cup. It tastes like like a like a, a soft drink, but it's not. And there's no calories, no no colouring, no nothing. Why do you have to watch your? You look fantastic. I te- is that because you watch your figure? Oh, it's, it's not that. I just um, it's not figure. So I just never figure. I, I think you'll find it is. I'm quite curvaceous. <laughs> um, I never really started all of the naughty stuff when everyone starts the naughty stuff. So I never started drinking in my teens, never started drinking coffee, never smoked, never took drugs, whatever. And then suddenly you're in your mid twenties and you've been going out for a decade and you don't need it. So, you know, now I'm in my late thirties. And you're laughing and looking glowy. (laughs) I don't do any of that and I don't really need any of it. So it's just kind of become a bit of a lifestyle thing now for me really. And I try to stay away from things that I know are bad for me, you know? So did you ever eat meat? I did, yeah. I'm, I'm West African. Like, you get born and then get handed a drumstick. Like, it's part, of, <laughs> it's part of the right to passage. In fact, like, when I was a kid, I'll never forget, actually, um, one of the traditions at my grand's house, my grand used to, she used to host Christmas every year. And what she would do every year is literally without uh, any sort of uh, cutlery or a knife or anything, she would rip by hand the turkey leg off so it would be massive and like big and just rough. And she'd give it to the youngest kid. And no matter how young the kid was, they'd be given this thing. So it might be like a one-year-old or it could be a five-year-old, depending on where we were as a family at the time. So if the kid was young, the kid's dad would obviously steal it. But it was like a real sort of tradition in our family. So... I mean, Ghanaian's meat's just, it's everywhere. It's in everything. You put meat in your cornflakes when you're Ghanaian. So, so let's talk about, yeah, family. You, what, you're one of seven? Uh, one yeah. of eight? One of seven? We're, we're blended. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm one of seven in a blended family. Got it. And to be really transparent, like, Papa wasn't a Rolling Stone. He was a boulder. So <laughs> there's... There's there a, might be a few more. There might be a few more. He's a very sexy musician, my dad. So, Is like, he? Did you know this? Yeah, yeah. What's my dad's, he play? everything so he's one of i think like eight boys or something like that um there's like a lot of them the sexy yates boys there's a lot of those guys and um yeah he was uh he imagine this guy with like an amazing burt reynolds mustache and eight pack and like a hairy chest in the 70s and 80s like he had a lot of fun my dad so um yeah he's a a musician and so who was cooking was it your mum uh, well, they broke up when I was like quite his young. Dad was busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that dad was uh, dad was quite busy. Uh, yeah, they broke up. They they got divorced when I was quite young. So I grew up with mum cooking, and yeah. it's really weird. Like I'm not just saying that because it it makes sense for this conversation in this show, but music and food have always sort of gone together for me. I've spoken mm. about this quite a bit because my mum used to keep like this. I'll never forget. It was like this massive grey Sony ghetto blaster above the cooker. And it had like, it was so well used and bad. Mm. It had no cover on the tape. So you used to, have to literally have to push the tapes in. <laughs> yeah. And um, on the radio dial, she used to mark her favorite stations like WNK, which was a, a pirate in North London at the time. We grew up in Holloway, Holloway in North London. So she'd mark that, she'd mark Kiss, she'd mark all these different stations that she loved. And she'd cook while listening to music. So it was just covered in like oil and stew splatter mm. and all the rest mm. of it. So she cooked a lot of stuff, mum, when I was growing up. And what was your favorite dish? Mum liked to mix it up, uh, so she would obviously cook lots of Ghanaian food because yeah. she was born there and came to the UK when she was, I think, 11 or 12. Um, but she also loved to make a roast. 
and I love my mum's roast potatoes. I still do to this How day. How does she do it? Well, um, she sort of puts them in the colander and smashes yeah, them about yeah. so they get nice and fluffy and then puts the, the goose fat or the oil mm, or whatever mm. it is. So they're just like super crunchy on the outside and fluffy on the inside. And it's just, yeah, it's just perfect. So I don't know much about Ghanaian cuisine. So like, what would be I. like a typical Ghanaian dish that she was making for you? Meat and rice. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Okay. No, so like lots of stews. Uh, yeah. Like I, I, as a kid, I was sort of... Um, I was tasked with my big sister to make solution, which is what my mum called it, which is essentially the base of most Ghanaian foods. So it's like in a blender, you sort of create your stew, uh, yeah. which is, uh, what do we put in there? We put in like dried shrimp, scotch bonnet, garlic, onion, and then your plum tomatoes. Uh-huh. And then you've got this stew, which so is a dried base. shrimps use almost like a seasoning. Kind of, yeah, like yeah. a flavour, yeah. Like you'd have it on like, um, pad thai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah but you so, blend it in. So it would be like gosh. a, like a, like almost like so a like really nice flavour in it. sauce. Kind of. Yeah. But way more sort of authentic in a lot of yeah. ways. So you were doing this like, what, after school, you'd be getting yeah, the scotch yeah. bonnets out. Like, how old were you? Like, I want to know. I mean, we started, I was doing chores from quite a young age. Again, it's a West African family, you know, from a young age, you're ironing your mum's clothes and all the rest of it. So like... My sister and I would take it in terms of like we had like a rotor inside one of the cupboard doors, which was like washing up or like making the solution for the stews. And my mum would come in and make the stew and all the rest of it. Yeah. So she'd make anything from like a spinach stew on top of that and all, all different So you start with solution, but then do you boil your, do you cook your onions and then cook your meat and then yes. add the solution on? Exactly. So the solution is just the sauce really. Basically. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a more sauce. thought out sauce than yeah, putting a obviously, tin of tomatoes in. Yeah. 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 I love it's, that. It's not a Lloyd Grossman yeah, like, right. prepared, pre-made. Yeah. Did you ever ask your mum for a Lloyd Grossman um, Absolutely. pasta well, thing? Or Chicken the, Tonight. Do you remember when Chicken Tonight? Who doesn't remember yeah, Chicken but, Tonight? Like, would your mum have just been like... Occasionally we'd get like crispy chicken dippers or we'd get like, you know, like a spaghetti or a pasta or something like that. But generally it was West African food most nights. But I, this is the thing, like, I mean, I love stews. I used to love it when you'd do a chicken casserole. I mean, it wasn't like a staple. It was kind of something that we'd have every other week or something, right? But if I suggested to my children that we were going to have a spinach solution with like... <laughs> I mean, they tell me to piss off, and I know it's because it hasn't. I'm, I need to. I need Just to follow a, Reggie's mum's. I need to have that bloody rotor going. Acquired taste, darling. No, you gradually just, acquire the taste. But did you? Did you? love it from the oh first my god side. yeah so like you, you you're obviously having this stew with like rice most nights because again we didn't have much uh, when i was younger but we made do with what we had so you'd have all of this variety of stews that mum would cook and then you'd have it with either like yams or mm. you'd have it with plantain and it'd either mm. be fried or boiled so you'd have like green plantains or yellow plantains and you cook them differently or you'd have it with rice or you'd have wachi which is like wachi is kind of like so the west indians have a version which is basically rice and peas uh-huh. but we call it wachi in, so in, what's in the bean that they'll have in that uh, so it's just like a black eyed bean okay, black eyed um, okay. and you sort of cook it together and it's just so tasty and way better than rice and peas what's, no the, offense, seas- guys. what's the seasoning <laughs> that you would put in that because i know that in well in i'm probably gonna it's like co- thyme thyme and coconut but, but um do you put coconut in? Uh, my mum would put coconut, yeah. Is there any in other, it. Was there any other seasoning in it? Um, I, you know what? I don't know. I don't remember. Because that's one do thing I don't cook. Well, I cook. The only thing that I've cooked from my mum's repertoire, shall yeah. we say, is like a, a groundnut soup, which is like, it's almost oh, like wow. a peanut butter soup. It's the most lush thing in the world. And you have that with, a, we call a mutua, which is like rice balls. Mm. And that's just it's like the tastiest, Your most kids would like that. nourishing yes. thing ever. And it's really simple. Like I, I was shooting a, a documentary in um, in Ghana actually uh, quite a few years ago, um, 
about these kids that were called the burner boys. So young guys that would uh, uh, basically burn any scrap metal they could find to get to the copper inside and then sell it. And they were like living in a slum in really terrible conditions. But I lived with them. Uh, and f as with a lot of my documentaries, I do them with a guy who's one of my good, good friends now, Sam Wilkinson. I'm actually um, godfather to his, his little boy, awesome. little Teddy, yeah. And um, Oh, there was a picture of little Teddy the other day. The most gorgeous kid. Anyway, Sam uh, and I went all over the world together making these documentaries. Yeah. And uh, one night we decided to go for a walk in the slum in Ghana to try and find some food. And they were making it on the street. They were making peanut soup and a motor. And he was like, am I going to like it, Reg? Cut to 10 minutes later, he's licking his fingers going, oh my God, why have I never had this? It's delicious. Gosh. It's like the most tasty thing in the world ever. We need to make that. It's incredible. I think your kids would like yeah, it. Well, they... so it's like peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. basically like peanut, it's like hot peanut butter with rice and you dip it in and it's just the tastiest oh, thing. Lovely. I don't really know where to start with you, Reg, because like <laughs> we saw you on screens when we were little and you and Firm were doing your thing and mm. stuff and, and then you become like... The really handsome Ross Kemp, no offense, like <laughs> doing extreme Russia. Like, you know, you do all that. Now you're a writer, well, you've always been a writer, writer. director, Rast film Rasta film. Mouse. My <laughs> favourite. You know what? I've never shown my kids that. I need They'll to show love it. it. Get them on it. It's the it, best. Do you still do it or not? No, no, no. It's one of those shows where you sort of do a block and it just shows for the rest of your life. There's nothing you can do it's about like it. It's like Simon Sam, God really. Bless yeah. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Just with better music. You do everything. You have a podcast. You have initiatives. Like, you are doing everything. Like my grandma would say, in your spare time, you're a teapot. <laughs> and I, but, but I know... Pirates is coming out, and that's probably what the mo main focus at the moment. Kind of, yeah. Well, um, it is What's the main Pirates? focus from here yeah. on. So I'm I'm writing and directing now, which is crazy and really exciting. So about ten, maybe fifteen years ago, I started writing quite privately and quietly, and kind of scared to share with anyone. I'm sure, like when you were making music for the mm -hmm. first time, there's that thing of sharing your thoughts with other people. It's really scary. Mm. And eventually I got brave enough to share a script with my team and they were like, this isn't crap, congratulations. And then I kept on like writing, finding different mentors and fast forward to today, I have my first feature film coming out in so November. what's it about? Pirates is about three best mates driving from North London to South London on New Year's Eve, 1999, trying to get into the best party ever. And it's essentially Fabulous. about friendship. It's about getting the girl, but also as a young kid from North London who grew up in the late 90s, mm. 80s and 90s, UK garage music is the soundtrack and it was mm. also a way of life for us. And weirdly, this film will be the first feature film, will be the first film ever really, that throws a time capsule around UK garage music, which was a small moment in time, but it meant so much to so many people. And if you think about subculture in the UK, we've had so many things that talk about scar or punk or mm. mods and rockers, but we've never had anything that talks about this music. And it was such a formative era for me. As a kid that used to be on pirate radio before I found my way to Radio One, this was a moment from the way that we spoke to the way that we dressed to the music we listened to. So what, how, how do pirates dress? That's the brilliant thing about this. Like the, the film, it has all the nods to, like me and Sam were watching it and it was like, 
oh yeah, the knockoff of Izu. Like, <laughs> like it is, it is amazing. All these little, like, it was like, oh yeah, that was like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You explain how they dressed. Well, no, well, I'm, I'm interested because you watched it with your boy, right? And we're yeah. a similar age. So what did you guys pick out in terms of like the clothing well, and I stuff? Think, I think it or was- Or the bits that you remember from the it era. It was like, I, the, the, the girl, the main girl being like J-Lo. Like, <laughs> oh my pride's all I have. Yeah. She's like that, like totally got like the total look and like the Avizu knockoffs. I loved that. Avizu, uh, I remember that. But that was what like was Sam? the logo? It was like a squiggly like, line. It, it was a squiggly line. And yeah. then we got knockoffs in, in where did we go? Penang. When were you wearing bloody No, movies? for Alex. <laughs> in Penang, I think. What were we doing? Oh yeah, we were in, oh, we got all knockoffs there. Yeah. It was when the DVDs were getting burnt and yeah. stuff like That's that. Amazing. I'll tell you what you would love. So uh, the big climax of the film, the boys uh, are going to this nightclub and they're head to toe in like Italian designer clothing, which aren't knockoffs because... I don't want to give it away, but let's just say they acquire them during the process of the movie. And it's all Moschino, it's Iceberg, it's Gucci, it's Versace, exactly, it's, it's exactly all that. Patrick what, Cox shoes. Totally. Well, it's like that. Titus, Patrick it's Cox. what Titus used yeah. to wear. Like, the total, like... The, 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 Do you know Jack Pignotti's brother? Oh, no, I don't. So, I know Jack, but yeah, I don't Jack know Jack Pignotti's brother, his, Titus, was like our he garage worked, DJ. He, worked he was in, jungle DJ, but yeah. also garage. He worked in Paul Smith. At the weekend, but he did this radio station. What was when we first went to Claire's in Blackheath? Was he on Cool FM? It was on. Oh wow! Maybe and he said bigger touch for a lady like Jessie. Yeah, that's Mum's entry point into garage. That's how I met you through Jack. Like when you were singing backing vocals. Yeah, that's how I first met you. I think like yeah, I mean. Reggie's like, I swear, Reggie, you do everything. I, you even shot me in Paris. You were like, hey, I'm in Paris. Can I come and take a photo of you backstage? Like, you literally do everything. Uh, well, I t- I, I'm trying to do less. I think, um, well, I had a conversation about Why? this literally last night. Well, I'm one of those sorts of people who's always been interested in just the arts and being creative and expressing and myself really through are. different things. Yeah, genuinely. I went so to art college that, and all oh, sorts. Oh, you went to art college. I did, yeah, yeah. I went to Campbell Art College. But prior to that, it was just the thing that I do or go to to escape in mm. a lot of ways. So, mm. you know, the, the estate that I grew up on wasn't the best. So mum wasn't really into the idea of me playing out. Mm. So I remember playing out. That was like such a big thing. Is like, can I play out? No. Mm. So I would lose myself in film or I would lose myself in comics or I'd lose myself in art. And I'd lose hours just watching movies over, watching Ghostbusters over and over or drawing my own comic or hosting my own radio shows in my room. I'd have two ghetto blasters. I'd turn one up, that'd be the song. I'd turn it down, do a link and then turn up the other. And I was like 10, you know? So the arts have always been a, a place of escape for me. So now, today, as a as a writer-director, I feel as though I'm getting to use all of those skills amalgamated mm-hmm. and I'm trying to do less and be kinder to myself and focus my energy on the right things. And it's interesting, like all of the skills that I've accrued through radio, through documentaries, through art college or whatever, they all help film because Pirates has a massive music element to it, you um, know? Yeah, it's, it you starts can, with, an e- like, it's, it starts with the, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, it, it, you're in, it's straight away and it transports you, so that's what's so, ex- I love Who's that. Who's starring in it? Well, they're all new yes. actors, did you like them? But yeah, they were amazing, and particularly one of them I feel like I've seen in something else, or would I have never seen him in anything? They've all had little bits and pieces in stuff, but they're gonna all go on to do great things, so Elliot was in Small Axe, you might have seen him in that's that. That's where I saw him. Yeah, okay, yeah. Elliot's, yeah. Elliot's awesome, and Jordan was in like Blue Story, 
and Redo was like, he's, he's been in a bunch of stuff between the wires. Like they've all done bits, but they've all got massive stuff coming now. And once the world sees them in Pirates, it's going to be amazing. I'm just really excited because I remember being an actor in my teens and wanting to audition for films and never getting those castings because they just weren't roles for, well, you know, young Well, three black leading guys. black men that are not playing, uh, it's Gangsters. not Top Boy or, you know, and I think that that's what's really important well, that you're presenting. I think the really important thing on that point is that those stories are valid because, you totally, know, grew up, growing up where I grew up, that was the reality yeah. for some kids. But similarly, it's not the reality for everyone. Mm. You know, for someone like myself, yeah, I might have grown, went to school with a bunch of kids who have maybe ended up in jail or worse, mm. But I still have a group of friends that I've known since I was 10 and 11 years old, some even younger. And that didn't happen to us because we didn't want that for ourselves. And this film focuses on the kids that kind of want to go to university and that are obsessed with music, not the streets. And they're obsessed with the girl, not the guns. And I just think that there are so many different ways to tell a story about inner city London. Mm. And the way that I'm telling this story just hasn't been told before. And it's both a beautiful, but kind of sad thing all at the same time. I mean, the fact that like one of the opening shots is like, he's got his little sticker of University of Hull. <laughs> and like, he wants to break up with his mates and say he can't be the manager of the, what's it, the ICC club? Ice Cold Crew, yeah. Yeah, Ice Cold Crew. <laughs> and it's like, cause he's actually really loving uni and he's really kind of knuckling down. And it's like, that's, I, I loved that. It yeah, was yeah. really warm, it, it was, I, it was kind of that's cute it's really charming and I think I mean these boys yeah they're, they're great their personality they shine and mm. so it must be really exciting for you to kind of be mentoring well, not mentoring them they're kind of they're my little brothers now yeah. I'm like I just love them to bits and I'm just like I said so excited for the world to see their work mm. because like after here I'm going to a screening with a bunch of press and I'm going to like introduce it and there's going to be like exhibitors there and all the rest of it and just knowing that all of these people are going to see this little film that we mm. made mm. that almost didn't happen because of COVID, you know, we got interrupted mid-shoot through the COVID pandemic. How long did it take? Well, we weren't scheduled to make it for a very long time because there's only, you know, there wasn't much budget. There's only, uh, there was only a small pocket of money, but then COVID hit. So we had to stop with like nine, 10 days left. So we were scheduled to shoot for like 30, 35 days or something like that. Fuck, it's quite a short time to make a film. Low budget British movies. (laughs) Yeah, not a lot of money. So, I'm just really pl- like really proud of the fact that not only is it going into cinemas, but also mm. you know the distributors and financiers are really proud of it, and you know everybody's really pushing. So then, what happens? So do you want to just keep on making films? Do you feel like I mean it's a huge deal to make a feature film? Yeah, like, well, but, yeah it's kind of cool. But do you want to do? Do you want to keep on doing the documentaries? Do you feel like this is you just want to focus on this a bit more? Yeah, do you know? It's, it's like, like I said, I feel as though film is the first thing that I've done that gives me an opportunity to use all of the things that I've learned over the years Mm. um, holistically. Mm. And I mean, you'll know, there is nothing more fulfilling than having a kernel of an idea at Mm. dinner or on a walk or through a conversation. And then a year later, you know, you're at a show and for me, it's I'm at a screening and you've got strangers enjoying this thing that once was a tiny little idea and then literally hundreds of people have come together to help make real and then suddenly you're sharing it with the world. It's just so fulfilling that I feel like this is my future. I mean, Pirates is out in November, but even though that's the case, I'm writing the next film now, which isn't a follow-up to Pirates, but I'm writing my next movie now because we're doing the deal for the next one. Do you think it will be internationally appealing? Hopefully. I mean, it's a very London-centric film and it was written that way. We are doing the deal now for international and then we'll do a streaming deal after that. So international audiences will see it. 
but I really feel as though this is almost like my love letter to London. Mm. And I just want it to really work for the people that see themselves on screen, plus uh, launching and helping to really give a platform to those young talent there, innit? I mean, so I need to know how your mum felt when she saw you on TV, <laughs> when, you were, when you were little. Because you were little. How old were you? I was eight when I started. Like eight? Yes. Yeah, yeah I was eight. So I've been I, showbiz for a long time. Showbiz. Yeah. And no one like, even calls it that anymore. It's no, hilarious. but it's kind of, I want to know, like, how did that happen? And did your mum, was it kind of nice for your mum to know that you were channeling energy into something that was... Earning yeah. you money yeah. that you were creative, you know, it, it, rather she than him playing off, out. She right? didn't want him playing out. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. Um, so I started out in a local community drama group called Anna Share, and I was talking about same as Daniel. That's the same as Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Are, yeah, you, are you mate? I know Daniel. Daniel's in one of my short films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because Daniel. your story sounds almost exactly the same. If, His mum sent him to Anna Share to avoid playing out. If you're from the area that we're from, mm. so Daniel's from Camden, I'm from Islington, so they're neighbouring boroughs, yeah. right? As I'm sure you know. Um, if you're from Hackney, Islington, or Camden you'll know about Anna Share. Like mm. it started in the 80s, I believe maybe the 70s. And it was a community drama group that cost 50p when it started. It was £2.50 when I went. And it would, there was outrage when the, when the prices went up 50p. Like absolute outrage because it was mums on benefits sending their kids somewhere that was a safe space. So in my class, you had a ton of people that have done really well. Like Naomi Harris was in my class and Zowie Ashton and Zowie, for instance, she and I did our first ever job together. So she went to the same primary school as me. She's from Stokey. Um, and she's a year younger, and uh, we both did Desmonds. We played brothers and sisters, brother and sister in Desmonds when Desmonds. I was uh, I was very little. Yeah, and I got to row with pork pie and <laughs> <laughs> do all these bits and pieces on that show. And it's funny because mum was incredibly proud. She was really, really happy that my showing off was paying off mm. in a weird way. Um, but also, like, I'm from a very grounded family where getting, like getting big headed just wasn't even in the equation. So it was sort of like, oh, mum, when I was like 12 or 13, it was like, oh, I was hosting Disney Club. I was like, oh, mum, I interviewed the Spice Girls today. She'd be like, oh, great. I got did the washing up. And yes. it was just that kind of thing of, I like, in hindsight, I could see what she was doing because she just didn't allow me to get a big head at all. So mum was massively proud. And, you know, mm. for me to have a bank account with money in it and to be able to save and be able to, like, if there was a school trip, we could afford to send me mm -hmm. suddenly. Um, but she also wanted to make sure that I didn't become a douchebag. Mm. And hopefully I haven't. <laughs> you haven't. You've always stayed the same. So, okay, let's talk about food because... Mm. I'm going to make some in a minute. Oh, yeah. Do you want to put it on? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. We feel like basically, we've essentially done intermittent fasting. Um, because... well, what are we having? Because well, you've not said. No, we haven't said. Mum, do you want to say or should I say? Well, you're, you're a pescatarian. Uh, which sounds ridiculous because no. I would have got punched in the face at school if I said that out loud. Were you a pescatarian then? No. 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 I Your mum wouldn't have allowed it, right? No, not at all, exactly. Like, I ate all the meats. Um, like, we used to flip in, walk to Dalston and go to the meat market and bring it back in backpacks with tin tomatoes and stuff. Like, mm. when we didn't have a car, we'd carry the meat on our backs. Like, meat was such a huge part of my formative years. Um, but I became pescatarian... Well, I became vegetarian about three or four years ago. Yeah, why? I was at a dinner with a group of pals. Yeah. Um, one of the guys at the table was a Carla, and he brought a friend with him. And the guy that he brought to the table was a guy called Coop. And Coop just spoke about um, his relationship with food. Is he a vegan? He, uh, well, he's lots of different things. Okay. Like he's uh, a water faster, or a, he bounces into fruitarian. Like he does lots of 
Sam, I swear, will know Coop. Coop must be like... Coop's amazing. Okay, really? Yeah, so he's like... He used to do like these workouts in the park and then he became like a food expert and he's just this incredible specimen of a man. Anyway, he spoke about his relationship with food and just the way that he spoke about health and fitness and its relationship Mm. with what we consume wasn't preachy. It was just very matter of fact. And I'm like the most typical bloke. I'm just very simple. If you make it logical, I can't argue with it. Yeah, right. he just made it really, really logical. And that was the last time I ate meat. And that was like four years ago at that dinner. I literally stopped halfway through my meal. And then I just couldn't do it. And then um, uh, went veggie for three, four years. And then as of May of this year, um, I went pescatarian because I just wanted to have a bit more protein in my diet and also mix up what I was cooking. Yeah, right. You know? Okay. So well, we're not doing fish today, okay. but we're doing... so. I because it was I, my idea, yeah. and it's a really simple one. It's because really it's lovely. Quick and simple. It's Good. otolenghi um, braised, I'm in, I'm in it's braised, braised leeks with with, with spinach, Good. And, and then you break eggs in. So they're like kind of baked eggs. It's a bit eggs. like a shakshuka, yeah, but nice. with leeks, but with zatar uh, and zatar and. Better. It's I mean, really it. lovely. Love it. yeah. It's delight. Okay. You can either have it have it with bread to mop it up, mm. or you can just have it on its own, and it's just like it's really nice. Sounds good. It sounds like a shakshuka. Like you're right. Yeah. I, that's one of my specialties. So anything like Is that, I'm, what do you I'm good for. In your shakshuka? I don't know. It's just. Do you do it with it? a halloumi one? Do I do... sometimes drop a bit of halloumi in, but the main thing is just making sure there's enough eggs in there because I want a bit of egg in every how many, bite. How many eggs do you... So I use the big pan. Are you garçon? Do you have like eight eggs? <laughs> I try like six minimum. Fuck off. Come on, but you want to have a bit of egg I'll in every bite. Get the eggs on. I've, I've got extras. <laughs> God, do you really? Because that's you need your protein. I do, yeah. And I just feel the difference when I don't really have it. Aren't you backed up after six but, eggs? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> you know, good that's why... I, I had I haven't Let's got high bowels for no a I haven't got we high all backed co- up at the no, table <laughs> I haven't got high cholesterol but I think I have slightly raised cholesterol and I don't have a, a lot of fat or oil do you think it's from and eggs? I think it because I have eggs every day oh right yeah no I can't do it every day I think I have oh, no, two I'd have them. at so least Nigella, two eggs she has a day. poached egg um, every morning every yeah. day and I live by the you know Nigella way so anyway okay so that's what we're gonna have cool. so it's quite light yes. and easy today I can do some halloumi on the side if you want yes please would you like who that? doesn't love halloumi oh I love this Reggie oh, yes amazing. good yes, eat please. yes whilst mum is cooking mum whilst mum's cooking um things up thank you thank you 300 eggs for Reggie um we ask every guest mm. what their last supper would be so you've got a starter a main a dessert and a drink of choice oh my god God. It can be from any, it can, they, you can mix it up, you can have a breakfast for your starter, you can do whatever. Amazing. Okay. Um, starter, I'd have um, a breakfast, as you said that. Do you love breakfast? I love breakfast. Me too. I love breakfast. And, you know, we spoke about it, but I love shakshuka. It just makes me so happy. It's just like, it's like stew. <laughs> it's like, it's like a big stew. It's a it's solution tasty. of sorts. It's a solution. <laughs> exactly. There's no blender, but it's tasty as hell. And it's full of flavour which I love like I love it when you get like some smoked paprika on the mm, top and mm, it's just got some flavour mm. to it that's a great starter okay as a, as I'm fine. cheating I'm having a breakfast having, starter that's fine bit of avo on the side fine. bit of sourdough fantastic lovely, time lovely do that as a starter um, so main it'd be my mum's jollof rice like really I love and for anyone that doesn't know jollof is it's a, yeah, it's a West African dish, but it's like a point of contention for a lot of people because pretty much every West African country makes it. So how was yours, mum? How is the Ghanaian 
Jollof rice. The, is it... the best? How is it the best? Okay, sorry. Okay, yes. Yeah, is that what you were going to say? How is it the best? It's the best. Okay, okay I'll tell you how tell it's the me, best and how it's way better than Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> For a start, we don't use dutty bullet rice. We use like really nice basmati, so it's like nice and okay, fluffy, and long fluffy. grain. Got it. Gorgeous. Um, and yeah, like we use uh, bell peppers, so it's quite sweet mm-hmm. in the solution. Mm-hmm. So you put bell peppers in the solution, so it's quite sweet. And I won't give away my mum's secret sauce, but there's a few things that she adds that just make it amazing. Do you cook the rice in the solution or do you cook the rice in like water and salt and then you add it to the solution? No, it's cooked in. So it's basically a cook through paella. That's the best way I can Got describe it. it. So you all cook it in, as my mum would say, potagum shegum. That's like chi for put it in the pot, throw it in the pot. Potagum shegum. So it's like put it in, pour it in. Um, so yeah, you basically put it all in one pot and you cook it and it's just delicious. So yeah, mum's jell-off would be my my main can you make it i can yeah i perfected it over lockdown so really? she like taught me through it and i also learned how to cook her peanut soup as well mm. um and i thought the peanut soup would be in there actually yeah i mean it's a close second okay well then have it as a side okay well I have, I, I have it as a side yeah okay. a side on my main i have Fine. a little bowl of peanut soup and then i can yeah would it be your mum's or that burner boy's um one on the side of the uh road okay so Was you, refer- you referred to a nigerian one so it's oh, definitely going to be my mum's i'm so sorry yeah it's a bit apologies bit of a point of contention okay fine but was that a good one on the uh, side of the road yeah but amazing. just not as good as your mum's yeah, yeah yeah yeah. fine but sam wilkinson liked it sam wilkinson loved fine. it fine okay and the drink ah see as, as someone who doesn't drink you just it's not really at all. at all no not even champagne at Have weddings no, never started. There is one time I've drunk in my life and there was a lot of witnesses who have different versions of this. So uh, a group of us went to Miami for New Year. My, my boy Twin, my friend A-Side, uh, Fern, a bunch of us, we all went away. And um, a couple of nights before New Year's Eve, um, was all sat there. <laughs> we went to Craig David's house on New Year's Eve, right? <laughs> the, this is the Miami penthouse, yeah. right? This, this is that yeah. right? So we're, <laughs> we're in Miami a couple of nights before and we're at the sushi restaurant and I went, Everyone around the table's known me for years. And I was like, I think, I think I'm going to drink on New Year's Eve. And it was like, <laughs> baby stops crying, plate smashes. I was like, what? So anyway, it gets to New Year's Eve and it's like 10 minutes before midnight and I've not had a drink yet. And um, uh, Craig has a bar on, I don't even know if he's, I haven't seen Craig in years, but um, he had like a, a bar on his penthouse thing. And so I everyone was getting imagine. drinks. Born to do it was a big, big deal. So yeah, yeah. Lot, yeah. lots of balloony on, yeah. lots of uplights. Yeah, um, and uh, everyone was getting drinks at this outdoor bar or whatever. And I was, and it got to ten minutes before. And Twin, mm. who is now uh, responsible for a killing lot of it, things, killing he, it. He's a, a record executive. He's yep. an MD. He runs his own record label. Shout to Oto Oto and Def Jam. Um, he was like. Reggie hasn't had a drink. Get him a drink. <laughs> and so they had 10 minutes to try and get me Oh no, did they like ruined. dentist chair you? Uh, white wine, red wine, oh, no, shots, that's mean brandy, that. every, everything they could find they were putting down my throat. What do you think happened? You threw up. Nothing happened, Jesse. What? Nothing. I just, it was... Are you the, even real? I don't. <laughs> See, my theory is that it's so pure that it just went through. Oh and it didn't, didn't even touch the sides. I, d- I didn't throw but up. I, I didn't like get a headache. So- I mean, I feel that that was very mean of your friends, your, your best friends, to do that to you. Because actually, you could have had a little tipple, like, you could have been like, oh, this brandy, actually, maybe I'd have it again. Possibly. But, yeah, that didn't happen. And that's the only real time that I've ever really had a drink. I was, 
and I, I've not done it again since. And um, you're a sweet tooth guy. Massive sweet tooth. So what's going to be the oh, oh man, my, one of uh, it's so boring, but my favourite pudding is apple crumble. I just love the crunch of a good crumble. Babe, I need to tell you about this one that I was Jessie, ordering a lot on lockdown. No, it no, wasn't lockdown. What are you talking about? He's going to love it because no. it's because it was gluten plant based and yeah, it was delicious. Said, said it tasted like a digestive crust. That's not a that's depressing. Not a that's not a bad thing. Uh, no, it's like you can either get hemp one, you can get it's hemp. plant plant based, or you could get um, like a gluten free one. And I was doing gluten free when I was pregnant, and so, but I still wanted uh, sugar. It's no, refined sugar free. Oh, wow. It's 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 mm. you'd like it. Okay, okay. Crumble mania. <laughs> I feel like I've become the ambassador for crumble mania. <laughs> it was one of those ones I was watching like the England match, and I was scrolling. I was, me and Sam were like, we need something sweet. We need something sweet. And I found this one that was like plant based, refined sugar free. Um, all this really good. Sweet, no crumble, guilt. I like the crumb, sound of that. Crumble free, angelic crumble. Wow. And you get a cherry. You can get half and half, so you get a cherry and an apple in the same one. Oh my god. They're really good. Amazing. I like but, the sound but, of that. How would you have your crumble? Um, I one million percent would have my crumble with ice cream. What's because... your favourite ice cream? Well, it's funny you should say that, Jess. Uh, my favourite ice cream is uh, an ice cream called Blue Skies, which is a dairy-free ice cream that I absolutely adore. This looks amazing, by the way. Thank you, Mum. It looks so, good. Blue Skies, I've never heard of it. It's pretty new. So basically, Blue Skies uh, started out 20 years ago as a white-label fruit business. So basically, um, they have farms in Ghana and have had for decades yeah. that send... This looks so good. Keep it coming. Um, I like this boy. <laughs> we like him. That's great. I'll start that. That's have that before it goes really rubbery. The Amazing. Hamini. Yes, please. A big bit. Just take, take as much as you want. Take I'll have another bit. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So uh, Yeah, so they started out basically... Um, uh, growing fruit and sending them out to your Sainsbury's, your Tesco's yeah. and all the rest of it. And they still do to this day and they've yeah. got a massive business doing that. And then a couple of years ago, the company decided that they wanted to try and experiment with uh, other products based on what they make and what they have a surplus of. Yeah. And what they have a surplus of is coconuts. So they figured what would happen if we made a coconut based dairy-free ice cream. Yeah. And that has formed Blue Skies. They then approached me. I loved it. I've come on board as creative director. And um, Oh my God, you have your own ice cream. Like you are the creative <laughs> director of an ice cream. That's very cool. But here's the really awesome thing about it, right? Yes, it's dairy-free and yes, it is a, a, a healthier alternative yeah. to your traditional dairy ice cream. Yeah. But it's made in the country where my mother and father were born. Yeah. We employ over 3,000 people in the area where the factory is. And we are paying farmers fairly, uh, which is something that isn't common, particularly in Africa. And for people to not only be paid properly, but yeah. for it to affect the community yeah. in the way that it has done is incredible. So I'm just like over the moon that I'm connected to it and also really proud of it because it tastes good. Where can you get it? Uh, so it's online now at Amazon Fresh, but it's also in Waitrose. So that's in stores and online. Oh, your Waitrose. Okay. That's how we started, but okay. we're we're about to go wider. So we're just we've soft launched. So Amazon Fresh and Waitrose, but we're about to go much wider with it. But I mean, in terms of the flavors, it tastes better than dairy ice cream, in my humble opinion. This it's is good. really exciting, Reggie. Yeah, it's great, and I, I'm just really proud that it is literally helping a community as well as so something 3, that will grow. Three thousand employees. You employ mm. three thousand workers. Yeah all in the same community. And I'll tell you what's really amazing. There is like such a drive to empower the community in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. Um, in the last, well, in the last, I don't even know how long it's been, but there's been over 120 community projects funded by Blue Skies. So a school's been built. There's like a, an amazing health initiative that the entire 
community comes and joins at the factory where you've got like dance classes and workouts and all sorts. It's just really special. Last time I was there, I was, I was blown away. Or anything. Mm. I'm good, Doesn't mom. need it. This is, this is, uh, it's, it's really just, good. it's a really good recipe. It it's mine as good as yours. Yeah, mum, better. Better. Um, sometimes you can make it more, like, you can have a bit more liquid as well with it, but I think this is it's heaven. Yeah, this is just right. Mum, um, was it quite straightforward? Um, I mean, for an yeah, otterling. It it's yeah. kind of, once you do it once, you can kind of... Um, it's about the only straightforward one he's ever done. <laughs> yes. The feta really works. It's delicious. Yeah, have some more so halloumi good. before it goes oh rubbery. God, you just keep throwing it um, at me and I'm not going to say no. So, okay, so you've got blues. You literally are a teapot in your spare time. No <laughs> word of a lie. What, it's amazing. I, I don't know. Like, so, As I said earlier, you know, everything that I'm doing now, I think speaks to, without sounding incredibly worthy and cheeseball-y, it speaks to my purpose. Like, mm-hmm. through documentaries, I feel as though I found myself and I feel as though I grew up, you know, I became... Yeah the man that I want to be for the rest of my life and only better, you know? And at the heart of everything I do is purpose. Mm. So, you know, Blue Skies is helping a community. Uh, Pirates as a film is changing the way in which uh, young men of colour have been represented on the big screen, particularly from the UK. And this next project that I'm doing is the same. So everything that I'm involved in, as well as that, you know, like my cause initiative, we have Pass the Mic. mic. Yeah, Yeah, speak about that. Oh, right, sure. Uh, Well, well, Pass the Mic is something that we started in lockdown as a way to sort of encourage and mentor and help and um, galvanise young creatives, particularly those from diverse backgrounds who a lot of the time aren't encouraged by their parents because of culture to get into the arts. Um, I figured what would it be like if we created not only a safe space, but a place that people could go for advice or guidance when it comes to the arts, be it music, film, fashion, whatever. And as a result, we've now got this incredible platform that keeps growing and we've partnered with everyone from TikTok to Lego to Nikon to Soho House. We partner with incredible people. So is it an online thing? It's just on, at the moment, it's literally just on Instagram. That's all it is. But couldn't, as the world is- you like- Grow it? Well, I feel like you almost need your own Anna Schur in <laughs> South London, please. Like a Reggie Yates, pass the mic. You need these kind of different places so that people, Kids can access them. Young people can access them in the face-to-face, right? Is that the plan? Some IRL stuff for the kids. Um, I'd like to, but it's all, you know, everything is moving in the right direction and everything feels as though it's connected and it makes sense. So it is definitely something we're going to do. It's going full circle now. It's like... Yeah, kind of. I feel like the eight-year-old version of me that found Anna Share and found this community drama group... um, uh, kind of who, who who exists today mm. needs that because Anna yeah. Share doesn't exist anymore yeah. and to make it accessible and affordable. Why don't you start one? That's the dream. One day. You should. I think for a lot of us who uh, maybe needed that, that guidance and needed that help, you know, all you have to do is look around. Like you mentioned Daniel, you know, there's lots mm. of people mm. who are a product of having healthy role models that don't necessarily come from the home. And, when it works out, you can see what happens. So uh, definitely it's something I'm, I'm invested in. And Pass the Mic is the beginnings of that for me, starting digitally, starting in the pocket of these kids, getting to them, having thousands of them now um, associated with what we're trying to build and knowing that as the world opens up, we can start to do events and then eventually festivals and then maybe even open up something that can really be a place that they can go. That's yeah? amazing, Reggie. Yeah, that's the dream. <laughs> Hello, Table Manners listeners. I just wanted to let you know about my new podcast, Is It Normal? The Pregnancy Podcast, which follows my pregnancy journey and with the help of some brilliant experts will reassure and inform you about all aspects of pregnancy and giving birth. Throughout my pregnancy... 
I spoke to consultants, midwives, obstetricians, sonographers, mental health experts, doulas, home birth midwives, reflexologists, the list goes on. And with the help of questions from other pregnant people, the podcast covers as many aspects of pregnancy and giving birth as possible. I'd love you to have a listen and please let your pregnant friends know about it. You can subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so some spots that where you eat out, Reggie? Um, I don't eat out much, but when I do, they're places that I love, so I revisit them, which is quite embarrassing. Okay, where? Eat of Eden. Do you know there? Oh, in yeah. Brixton Village? Yeah. I love that place. In the market? No, mm. so is it in the market? It's just on the edge of the market. Yeah, yeah. yeah so as Cold you're Harbour. walking into yeah. it, it's there, yeah. and it's, um, it's vegan, vegan food. Yeah. And, uh, They've got a few, though, now, I there's, think. Yeah, there's one on Lee High Road, I believe, like in Lewisham. So I sometimes, yes. I Uber eats it from there sometimes. And what do you order on that? I normally get the little box that they do. So you get like black rice and then you get plantain and then you get a curry in it, like a sweet potato curry, which is just delicious. Yeah. And then maybe like a, um, they do these gorgeous fritters with like spinach in them that are just tasty. It's nice. just so good, man. Um, but yeah, I love Eat of Eden. Um, where else do I like to eat? Um, oh God, I've gone completely blank. I can't think of it. They're so Where bad. Where was the last place you ate? Uh, the last place that I had a really delicious dinner uh, was called Yeni. Uh, it's on Beach Street Yeni. in Soho. And it's uh, food from Istanbul, I believe. It's like sharing plates. Oh, nice. Super, super tasty. And was it your suggestion or somebody else's? It was a friend of mine. Oh, a little friend. Just a friend uh, of mine. Will you be going out with that friend again? Possibly. <laughs> okay, uh, possibly. Fabulous. Great. <laughs> possibly. Great if you need any recommendations for other places to eat. <laughs> For some sharing plates. Um, <laughs> so um, I want to know, did you have school dinners or lunchbox? I was school dinners. Yeah, did I was you school like dinners. Them? I hated and loved them in equal amounts. So I hated the dinners, uh, but I loved the pudding. So like that sounds like Jessie's little girl started school. Really? The first day I said, "What did you do at school?" She said, "I picked my I picked own. my own dinner." I said, "What did you have?" She said, "Cake." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like it's that like cake, sponge cake yeah. with, with ice custard. cream and hundreds and thousands on yeah. it. Oh, did they put yeah. hundreds of thousands? Yeah, on? It used to, and and Liam um, Liam bakes cake. You know the one from ba- uh, British Bake Off. Yeah, he did a really good version of it that oh. we tried to make that for. At my daughter's party once and it had like party rings in the bottom and it oh was my ap- god wow. outrageous yeah but no that's been the best thing for my daughter starting school this week has been her talking Cake. about 
I think that's where my apple crumble obsession began. Oh, really? Yeah, primary school. Like, we used to have these little plastic trays and mm. you'd get like this. Ch- and it, because it was school dinners, there wasn't massive amounts of apple. So you'd get more crumble. Yeah. And that's the best bit, let's yeah. be honest. But that, with and again, it was custard. It wasn't ice cream. No, so it was custard. It, it was, was also quite like... like Gloopy, but you kind Super of super hot custard yes. and crumble. To like, kind of warm up the cold crumble. Exactly, <laughs> but it was like seventy percent crumble, thirty percent apple. It was just perfect. So no lunchbox, fine. No, okay. no lunchbox. I ha- did have a lunchbox though. I had a Thundercats lunchbox. Of course, that I kept my toys in. Yeah, oh, amazing. Oh, yeah, um, I had Lino on the cover, and I had a Thundercats matching bedspread, which was like the best thing. And it's actually we we were able to recreate parts of my bedroom in the pirate set, so you see like a Thundercats bedspread, that's which so they gave to me when we wrapped. Oh, so it's I've your got... bloody film, babe. Come <laughs> yeah. on, I know, but it's like a prop. You know, I thought <laughs> someone else would have had it, or they would have had to return it somewhere. But they bought it on eBay, so they were like, "No, you can have this." So like in one of my spare rooms in my house, it's a Thundercats bedspread. And Will it's your the... friend be sleeping in that room? Probably. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Probably. What, what posters did you have on your wall? I used to have, so there were these um, hip-hop magazines called Black Beat and, um, oh, what was the other one? Oh, I forget the name of it, but I had TLC on my wall. Who was I your had, uh, Left Eye, always, obviously. Oh, okay. I had a soft spot Chili for... was... Chili was obvious. Oh, right. Chili was okay, just a bit too enough. obvious. She's like, yeah, fair she's a pretty girl, whereas this one could rap. She wore an eye patch. <laughs> yeah. She was a bit more interesting. Yeah. And she had a six-pack. Amazing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I loved her... Um, Left eye was super, super, super sexy to me. Who was on the wall? I had Maya on my wall. Do you remember Maya? Yeah, of course. And uh, I weirdly, I had, cause I bought one football magazine and they didn't have any Arsenal people in it. So I had a Ryan Giggs poster on the wall, even That's though I'm cool. not a mate. Everyone loved Ryan Giggs. I know, it was weird, but he was like, he was, he was Beckham before Beckham. So I had yeah. Ryan Giggs on the wall and I had Ian Wright and that was it. What is your karaoke song? Shanice, I Love Your Smile. Oh wow! Straight oh, that's such a good song. That was going to be your song that you wanted to have at Alex's bar mitzvah. It's an amazing record. You know that they do a mother and son first dance at a bar mitzvah. Wow! No, I do know that. I've DJed a couple of bar mitzvahs. Mum wanted "I Love Your Smile." It's a great record. You didn't have it. No, we had "Dancing in the Moonlight." Top loader, which was very nice. That was all right. Dancing, but yeah, "I Love Your Smile." Great choice. I'm gonna get that new black mini on my charge anyway. Because I love your smile, mate. I kind of have you ever had a song out? That's one thing. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be like, actually, yeah. Have you ever had a song out? Actually, yeah. Wait, then it never came out. Yeah, I, I used to make music and then I stopped when I was... So you must know Richard Antry, right? The, yes. Like, famous music yes. lawyer. So Richard was my music lawyer. And like Richard, I was making music for years. I was on pirate radio. I was a garage MC, blah, 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 blah. And then I went into making my own music and... Um, Singing? I was rapping. Okay, rapping, and, yeah. And uh, uh, like, I, I mean, at the time I, I met Adele on MySpace and introduced her to Richard and Richard did her deal. And like, mm-hmm. like I was I was making music and... Um, I got to the point where I had a publishing deal and a record deal on the table. And Richard said, okay, so um, you do know you're going to have to stop everything you're doing on telly, right? And I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, you're going to have to spend the next six months to a year making the record and then you're going to promo it and tour it. So mm-hmm. all of this has to stop. And at the time I was presenting Top of the Pops. Um, mm-hmm. I was on Radio One. How old were you at that point? I was 22. That's crazy. 23 maybe. Um, so yeah, I had, like, I had several jobs and I was like, but I've been doing it since I was eight. I can't just walk. So I decided not to do it. I just walked away from that? the deal. No, it was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. I mean, I, I made a lot of music. I worked with a ton of people, but 
it wasn't what I was supposed to do. That's for sure. Reggie, mm. thank you so much for coming on this and having so much. Well, we ha we'll have to do a part two when you next make your next fe feature film or whatever. Or when <laughs> I just needed him to say a little bit of rust. <laughs> there is no way on. I, I love you. You're gorgeous. You're a vivacious flower bomb. Even so, that is not happening. Oh, I'm sorry. so sorry. I'm gonna find it now, mate. Watch it. <laughs> fallen in love, in love. Yeah, he is handsome charismatic yeah had the most beautiful hands did you notice long long fingers well, he was very, very sad about his hands he said they'd all swollen I, 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 he had beautiful hands I didn't like to say anything because I felt it was kind of a bit so creepy. He's going to say it to the thousand, yeah, hundred thousand listeners that we get. But he had beautiful hands and he just was charming, charismatic and inspirational really. Really enjoyed it. I feel like he was really open. There's always the tendency that people can be quite guarded if they already know the showbiz like world, you know. And he, I feel like he was incredibly I think uh, transparent and open yeah, and, and he's honest. Proud and, of where he's come from, what he's achieved, and carrying on achieving. We are so happy for you, Reggie. And um, yeah, Can't Pirates. Wait will be to out. see the film. Pirates is out at the end of November, I think. Um, but yeah, congrats, Reggie. Such a nice bloke. And just really enjoyed that chat. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Oh, God, he's gagging. No, he's not gagging. He was just then, darling. Oh, God, what's a sodding fly there? Oh, God, great. Stay away from my grandson. The music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.